Welcome to the podcast at Clark's Room. The podcast is the unedited, unfiltered version of me. They are short snippets of my thoughts on education, technology, and leadership. I am with Brandon Blom. I don't actually know his full title, so he can give it to you. Hey, Brandon, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Good. Um, so what's your title? What are you doing right now? I'm the, the official title is Director of Educational Technology, um, but as part of my role is also leading uh, grading and assessment and feedback uh, changes for the district. So one thing I like to ask everyone, I don't do a ton of interviews, but I'm doing some this weekend, right, is what was your journey your edu journey to where you are now. Because uh, what I found is there's no direct pass to almost any educator. Yeah, so I, um, I mean, my first experience, I had a job where I'd have random days off, and so I decided I would sub on those days off. Um, and just right away, loved it. My wife was getting her teaching credential. Um, start teaching in the Grant District was amazing. I loved it there. Honestly, it was just it's a great experience, had a great team. And then uh, this was 2010, I'd been there three years. And if you remember what happened in 2010, it's when a lot of budget cuts were happening. So um, got pink slipped, uh, you know, as you know how that works, it's not because of anything you did, just yeah. your lowest man on the totem pole. And so that's when I decided I better get my admin credential because I have two young kids, like I can't be without a job. So lucky enough, got hired in Roseville City, uh, taught at Cooley for three years, and then uh, became an elementary principal at Stone Ridge Elementary for four years, and now uh, director of educational technology for Roseville City School District. And, and so from being a teacher to to at the district level was like eight year journey ish uh 10 10 years total 10 years yeah. six years right. teaching four as a principal and uh, we didn't know each other we haven't known each other that long yeah. but like i've known of brandon blom on twitter because of stone ridge i think at that time that school you're at that was kind of the new shiny school in roseville city and in all of sacramento area kind of like what was that like? I mean, was that kind of trippy a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I so as a principal, you just get who you get. Mm -hmm. And I was super lucky because I just had a great, it was just a great setup at Stone Ridge. And um, they were ready, while there were great things happening, they were ready for something big. So we brought in Project Lead the Way and they were just ready to kind of take it to the next level. And so um, it was fun, yeah, I mean, we had the whole staff was on Twitter, really like, hey, let's tell our story. Yeah. Um, and so it just, it was, a, it was an amazing ride and journey with those teachers. I like, especially people that are kind of in the, the technology side of it, and you, I think you'd be the perfect person to answer this. A lot of people don't understand the role of educational technology. It, sometimes it's under curriculum, sometimes it's under PD, sometimes it's under IT. Some districts have their own ET kind of thing. In your mind, like, what were some of the, what are some of the challenges, not just in your role, but in general, like how technology and education, it's a weird fit sometimes. Yeah, and so it is, I mean, we, you know, we have the technology services and then we have education services and it's, you know, really, I get to be the bridge between the two. Um, and so, I mean, I think the big, the big thing for me is, you know, we did training this year with our teachers around the four C's. It's not just about giving the kids devices. Are we having them, you know, what are they creating? Not just what they're consuming, you know, how are they using it to collaborate with other people? So. Um, that's the exciting about, part about technology, but it definitely lives, can live in mul you know, multiple worlds. Yeah, and I, you know, talking to a lot of people, I found that they, the hard thing for those people that are really on the design side of, of technology for education is they, they end up having multiple supervisors, bosses, or whatever you want to call it. And so you're trying to serve multiple masters, right, in the saying, and, and you just lose. And I'm lucky, I mean, my situation, I mean, I, we have a clear, I'm definitely on the uh, educational services side like yeah. that's and and I think to me that is where it should live like mm -hmm. it 
right? Because it's to improve learning. We should be using technology to improve learning. So it should sit on the ed services side. But um, yeah, I mean, I definitely working with our tech department. Luckily, you know, have a great relationship and, and we work. But you do work both sides of the house. Yeah, which can be interesting. Talking to another person that's kind of in a similar role, we, we decided it, it wasn't that much different being a director of ed tech than being a vice principal because you have to serve people below you and you have to serve people above you and sometimes there's conflict there. Um, it was kind of funny. Yeah. If you, uh, I, I love asking this question, if you um, were the grand pooba of education, the which grand I, which marshal. Which might be someday. Yeah, wh whatever that is, we can make a bag. Someone said, hey, you, one thing, you can do re no unlimited resources. One thing to, to just totally just take education to the next level or what needs to happen, not just at a certain school, but in education in general, like what would that be in your mind? Man, that, that's deep. Yeah. And by the way, I was just joking that I could be the grand, you know, whatever you said of education. Puba. I, I, grand Puba is very and important. So just want to make sure everyone know, like I was just joking. I don't yeah. think I'm, you know. Man, that's just multi-layer because honestly, part of it is, so I'll give kind of two parts of that. One is we do need to provide resources to our teachers. Like, I mean, we're lucky in our district. Of course, everyone always wants more resources, more money. But then you look at what's happening in some of the states. Like, it's atrocious the way we fund education. Like Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, Kansas. I mean, it's it's crazy to me, right? You, you have to have a baseline yeah. of resources, right? But then, um, I, mean, I, I mean, I think it's really... The big shift I would like to see us make that I think would really take us to the next level is, you know, Canada's starting to make this shift where we're, we're focusing on competencies, mm. where we are looking at, hey, how do we help the student communicate better? How do we help them be more creative? Because that, and then you're using the curriculum, where you're still teaching history, you're still teaching science, but you're using those to get there. But that's what we're focusing on is, because it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I say this all the time, like my brother's a, a, an executive chef. He has to know how to collaborate. He has to know how to communicate. He needs those skills. Yeah, does it, is it great? Does he need that history lesson, that science lesson? Sure, like, I mean, that's great, but really above all, he needs those competencies. Mm -hmm. and, and switching that, so then the, so that's a shift. And then the other shift is truly, you know, we'll talk about this, we've talked about this quite a bit, playing the learning game. Like stop playing the point game. Like we need to focus on how do kids learn, what helps them learn, not all this other stuff that gets in the way of truly like keeping the focus on learning. Well, we're all a byproduct of our education. And so, well, that's just how school is, right? And that, and it's, it doesn't have to be that way. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad. Doesn't mean it's better sometimes. But if you think about like when you took classes in high school and you had the, um, you know, whether it's woodshot, I mean, you had the other things where it was just about the learning. Like, hey, what am I going to produce? What do I need to do? Like we do focus on the learning in certain areas and then other areas we are just, hey, uh, it's just tradition to do this thing. I don't know why I do it, so. Yeah, no, for sure. And then last question, uh, we, uh, you know, we're at a conference, LEAD3, and it's about 300 leaders in California, maybe some other states too, but California, and like you you presented and, and um, what, uh, why should leaders take money out of their budget to come to something like this? Because, you know, teachers go to conferences a lot and principals, coordinators, directors, superintendents don't often do that. Why is that important? Because I know a lot of people like, well, I'm not going because I need to send other people. Yeah, I mean, it, it's truly that whole idea of if you're gonna be the lead learner, like if you're truly gonna keep growing, there's no way to me, it's just me. Yeah, I can read blog posts, I can do that, but going, having the conversations with other people. So there's what you obviously learn at the conference, but it's all those side conversations, the ones in between like, you know, people coming up to you like, hey, what do you think of this? And, or, you know, just talking to the presenters after like, hey, like I have a question about Google Classroom. 
Um, it's just truly having that mindset of I'm never going to stop learning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to model that. If I'm a leader, my teachers will hopefully see that. And then not just going to the conference, but they actually see when I come back, like, hey, I'm, it's not that I'm coming back to just change your world, but these are some of the things I learned and here's how it can help you. All right. So if someone wanted to reach out to Mr. Blom to, to glean some of that knowledge that he has or, or just to connect, because uh, I know you have lots of resources and are connected a lot of people, where would they find you on the Twitter sphere? Yeah. So Brandon K. Blom. And then uh, my website's just www.brandonkblom.com and uh, blog posts, uh, homework, how we moved away from accelerated reader, why we need to take care of our teachers, just, you know, a lot, a lot of things. So definitely, uh, I would say just reach out to him. He's a wealth of information an all-around good guy. So thanks for coming on. Hey, it's always fun. Thank you for listening to the podcast at Clark's Room. As always, you can catch me on Twitter at Clark's Room or online at clarksroom.com to check out the blog. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Keep living the dream.